If I only have one wish this Christmas, it would be to hear the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The only Medicare podcast that uses Squatty Potty. And now, brace for a hard landing, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Have you ever wanted to become a Medicare expert, but you didn't quite know how to do it? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you how to do that. All you have to do is buy Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com and buy my book. I am Doug Jones. You might have heard my Canadian nephew introduce me. I am going to be your Medicare expert for a while. And I really enjoy sharing my expertise. And I share that by encouraging people to read my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man. And the 2023 edition is the current one that's out right now. Join me in wallowing in Medicare minutiae and coming out smelling like a rose. You will be able to do that by going to Amazon and purchasing either the Kindle book, which you can get immediately for less than $4, the Audible book, which is around 6 or $7, maybe $5, and you can listen to me read that book to you and turn the pages and pronounce the very uh, difficult multisyllabic words. Most people buy the paperback version for about $8 at Amazon, $9 at barnesandnoble.com, the difference being colored illustrations. And finally, the PS de Resistance at Amazon, $22 for the hardcover uh, edition that, that will be yours forever, for all time Time immemorial, it will be handed down from one generation to the next, and uh, there will be rejoicing as uh, the new generation uh, realizes that they have acquired a valuable keepsake from the prior generation. Anyway, reading that book is not only painless and at times enjoyable, but it also gives you Medicare knowledge that will make you the envy of your friends and your loved ones and uh, you will be always happy that you have that bit of expertise that you've acquired from Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. I am always happy that I have acquired Randy Carson, at least during some portions of the week when we do this work together. And he is a just a wonderful guy to podcast with. Randy, I couldn't be happier to have you on my team. Well, thanks, Doug. I appreciate the, the the thought. I really do. And believe me, I get a big kick out of working with you, too. Oh, Peshaw. Guess what I've got on my desk? Oh, oh, can I can I possibly hope? <laughs> is it is it is it real? Is it's it happening now? Stupid laws on the ah. books in the United States of America. My favorite thing. We are the best. We're the number one company uh, country for coming up with stupid laws. We are. Now, we've got some really stupid ones here. Oh, boy. Better than yeah, average, we've, huh? We've, we've been looking at you know some really crazy ones coming up, but we are really getting into the good stuff now. Oh, I can't wait. Lay it on me. Lay it Mich on me. We're Michigan. I'm even going to give you the state. Now, that's a state not known for really stupid laws. I'm surprised oh, to hear is, it's on the is, list. This is pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent. Excellent. All right. Let's go. Well, I'm as I said, it's Michigan. So we are I'm gonna give you a bit of a clue. The law that I'm referring to, Doug, was enacted and put on the books in 1931. And it's still and around. it continues on to state that when you are prosecuted for this particular crime, it shall the prosecutions shall commence one year from the time of committing said offense. Oh my God, I've never heard of such a thing. Normally they want to grab you find you guilty and throw you in jail right at the, you know, the, the earliest possible time. So then here, here's a little bit more for you. This person, this criminal, he'll, he shall be guilty of a felony hmm. and can be fined not more than $2,500 or jailed for five years. Oh my God. Wow. This is a little more serious than burning tires or handling snakes, I'm guessing. Yes, during, it is. Now, during religious now, service. Michigan, now what what would this person be doing to get such a penalty? Well, now we learned that in Louisiana, anybody who sends a pizza, an unordered pizza to somebody's house is going to pay a stiff price for that. Michigan is the headquarters, the home base of Domino's Pizza. So I would think that maybe the same kind of thing would apply there, but uh, no, Randy's uh, more uh, clever than that. He's not going to do the same kind of law in two different states. So I'm going to give up my thoughts about pizza, and I'm going to go back to Michigan. Michigan, Michigan, fav- um, famous for automobiles, um, but we've already had uh, tire-burning penalties in another state, so... That's not likely. I'm Randy. I'm going to say it has something to do with fish. Uh, it's nope, nope, nothing to do with fish. Oh boy! Uh, uh, ouch, my ears. Ah, uh, I I'm going to have to give up here. I have no idea. I'm just telling you that this has been on the books statewide since 1931. Right. And you best not step in the state, or you shouldn't have stepped in the state when you were younger. Well, the deal is that your penalty starts one year from your infraction. That's the part that confuses me. Well, here you go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Write this down because it's still on the books. Men should not seduce or corrupt any unmarried woman. Wow. (laughs) That seems pretty harsh. (laughs) I'm telling you, everybody in the state should be in the slammer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Isn't Isn't that what men go out to do? Uh, yes. You go out on a weekend in order to find people to corrupt. Yes, absolutely. And so I don't know how anybody in the state of Michigan is not out of, is not in jail now. And what's the deal with the, uh, in the payment of the penalty occurring a year after the infraction? What's that all about? I have no idea. I guess I thought that's what you told me. And yeah, in 1931, it must be, uh, it would take you that long to save up $2,500 after being in jail for five years. Okay. I got you. Well, that's a pretty wacky law. And frankly, it seems to me if that were enforced vigorously, uh, society would come to a screeching halt in Michigan. Yes. Yes. And there would be absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, sir, happening in the state of Michigan. That fine Irish pub that you're sitting in wouldn't even exist. There'd be no, no reason for people not. to get together. <laughs> Ireland would not exist. If- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. If it was not oh. for that. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of Cretan came up with that Michigan law, but I'm very glad it hasn't spread to any place I live. 
That's for darn sure. That's well, you know something? I thought you would really get the biggest kick out of that, but you know, we've only got 75 cents worth of airtime. All righty. Let's Let's get to work here. Let's move it on forward. Let's get to work here and uh, we'll make best use of that 75 cents. Although I'm my head's still reeling about that law that you've uh, just shared with us, Michigan of all places. Uh, Okay. Already, excuse me for that little cough there, but um, I starting to read about something that nobody really likes, but too many of my clients who are upwardly mobile or uh, they're successful encounter. And I don't like the fact that they encounter it when they ask my assistance. I have limited ability to help them. This is the success penalty known as IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, income-related monthly adjustment amount and this is the penalty that people are uh, assessed and that they must pay if their earnings exceed certain minimum limits and i believe we're up around a hundred thousand dollars a person in 2024 if you make more than that if you made more than that two years before uh, then you're going to get an irma penalty and uh, it's uh, going to be assessed to you if you have uh, a joint uh, tax return and uh, that you and your wife are uh, you and your husband are um, earning upwards of somewhere around 190 or 200,000 in a joint return you're going to get socked with the irma and people that are earning even more than that are going to have even bigger problems uh, so here's the article that I'm planning to read today, four things to know if Medicare's IRMA kicks in. And remember, IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, income-related monthly adjustment amount. That's what I call the success penalty. The income-related monthly adjustment amount, known as IRMA, happens when your income exceeds a certain threshold. You can appeal if your circumstances change. This uh, author of this article says, I was one of the early COVID movers, moving into my current home in June of 2020. My wife was teaching kindergarten remotely, and my two-year-old was finding new and dangerous ways to entertain herself. The space got small very, very fast. As, As part of our move, I had all of our property and casualty policies reviewed. We decided to increase our auto coverage. Yes, the cost was higher, but the peace of mind was worth more than the additional premium, a classic cost-benefit analysis. However, paying a higher premium doesn't always mean that you're getting more benefits. So remember, the article is four things to know if Medicare's IRMA kicks in. So here's number one. A higher premium does not equal more coverage. Unlike my auto example above and pretty much every other type of insurance, Your premium doubling does not mean that you get more coverage. This may sound tongue-in-cheek, but I don't intend it that way. Your income from two years ago determines your Medicare Part B as in boy and Part D as in dog premiums. Unlike Medigap plans or Medicare supplement plans, Part B uh, coverage for physicians, that's Medicare Part B, uh, for doctors and uh, equipment and so forth, that coverage and Part D is in dog, which is prescription drug coverage. Those two parts of Medicare are the same for everyone. While your premium changes from year to year, your coverage will remain the same. Number two, your premium is based on gross income. 
It's based on the line on your tax return that is the MAGI, the Modified Adjusted Gross Income. The author of the article goes on to say, we live in a world where taxable income is more important than gross income because it dictates our income tax bracket. Oversimplifying, our taxable income is our adjusted gross income minus below-the-line deductions. Adjusted gross income is the total of our taxable sources of income. Modified adjusted gross income is AGI, adjusted gross income, plus municipal bond income. Are you confused yet? The important takeaway is that it's hard, but not always impossible, to reduce modified adjusted gross income. The way to reduce modified adjusted gross income is through above-the-line deductions. Our go-tos include qualified charitable deductions, self-employment retirement plan contributions, and if you're 63 or 64, a health savings account, HSA. All of these have specific requirements for eligibility that you'll want to evaluate with a financial professional. Number three of the four things to know about IRMA, it's not forever. Well, I guess nothing is, but with the Medicare premiums, it's most definitely a one-year adjustment. As we do our 2023 end-of-year planning, we are considering 2025 premiums. The inspiration for this article was a number of people who ended up paying more because they did something without realizing its impact on their Medicare premium. They sold their family home. They converted money from an IRA to a Roth IRA. They took on consulting work that took them over the income thresholds. I often have to deliver the bad news that the premium increase is correct, although maybe not fair. The silver lining is that it's just for one year. Now, the number four item is you can appeal, and you probably should. Too often, I see people who paid higher than necessary premiums because they did not appeal when they could. Form SSA-44, also known as the Life-Changing Event Appeal Form, outlines very specific situations that allow you to appeal your premium. They are. Here are the the list of uh, causes that will uh, likely grant you an appeal. Marriage, divorce or annulment, death of your spouse, work stoppage, work reduction, loss of income-producing property, loss of pension income, and employer settlement payment. Medicare is an expense that needs to be planned for in retirement. While we sometimes go to great lengths to avoid the Medicare IRMA for our clients, there are other situations where the benefit of going over the threshold outweighs the cost of the additional premium. That may be the case when doing a Roth conversion. It may also be the case when deciding whether to sell a stock or a piece of property. There's a domino effect to every financial move in retirement. I hope this keeps the dreaded surprise of IRMA less of a surprise. So the point of this article, four things to know about Medicare's IRMA, it's not about uh, being victimized by the IRMA so much as looking ahead a couple of years and reducing its impact on you. In other words, if you know that you're going to make some money this year, if you can reduce the taxable nature of those funds, that's going to have less of an impact on your IRMA penalty that may be assessed because that happens two years from now. For every year that you're uh, given an IRMA penalty, it's based on your tax return that was filed two years before. So if you can reduce the IRMA consequences in the future, 
then that's going to work to your advantage. So uh, Irma is not a pleasant uh, subject necessarily. Let us find out what getting a second opinion is all about. If you need a second opinion from a doctor, will Medicare cover it? This is another of our Savvy Senior questions. Savvy Senior is a uh, columnist in the Oklahoman, the Daily Oklahoman, which is the Oklahoma City newspaper. It says, Dear Savvy Senior, does Medicare cover second medical opinions? The doctor I currently see thinks that I need a knee replacement, but I would like to get some treatment options before I proceed. What can you tell me? And this is signed, Limping Larry. So, dear Larry, getting a second medical opinion from another doctor is a smart idea that may offer you a fresh perspective and additional options for treating your knee so that you can make more informed decision. Or if the second doctor agrees with your current one, it can give you some reassurance. Yes, Medicare does pay for second opinions if your current doctor has recommended surgery or some other major diagnostic or therapeutic procedure. If you're enrolled in original Medicare, 80% of the cost for the second medical opinion is covered under Part B, as in boy. You or your Medicare supplement policy are responsible for the other 20%. And you don't need an order or referral from your doctor to get one if you have Medicare and a supplement. Medicare will even pay 80% for a third opinion if the first two opinions differ. Most Medicare Advantage plans cover second opinions, too, but you may need to follow certain steps to get it paid for. For example, some Medicare Advantage plans will only help pay for a second opinion if you have a referral from your primary care doctor. And or they may require that you can only use a doctor in their network. If you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you'll need to call uh, the plan to find out their rules. So finding another doctor, to find another doctor for a second opinion, you can either ask your current doctor for a name or two, or ask another doctor you trust for a referral, or you can find one on your own. Whatever route you choose, it's best to go with a doctor that's affiliated with a different practice or hospital from your original doctor. Hospitals and practices can be set in their ways when it comes to treatments and are likely to offer similar advice. If you choose to find one on your own, use Medicare's Care Compare tool at medicare.gov slash care dash compare. This will let you find doctors by name or by medical specialty in your area that accept original Medicare. You also can get this information by calling Medicare at 800-633-4227. Or if you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, you poor sap you, Call or go to your plan's website for a list of candidates. After you've got a few doctors' names, here are a number of free online resources to help you research them, like healthgrades.com and vitals.com. After you find another doctor, before you get a second opinion, you'll need to have your current doctor's office send your medical records ahead to the second doctor, or you may have to pick them up and deliver them yourself. That way you won't have to repeat the test you already had. But if the second doctor wants you to have additional tests performed, the result of your visit, uh, as, as a result of your visit, Medicare will help pay for those tests also. For more information, see the Medicare publication, Getting a, a Second Opinion Before Surgery, at medicare.gov slash publications. Type in 02173 in the keyword or product number box. 
and that'll bring that uh, little little um, form right up, and you'll be able to find it more easily. Uh, as we delve farther into this, I love this savvy senior guy in Oklahoma City. Here is a, a column where he addresses income changes, and he says if your income changes, you can appeal Medicare surcharges. Well, I'm thinking this might harken right back to the Medicare Irma that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. So let's see what he has to say. Dear Savvy Senior, is there anything I can do to reduce my high Medicare premium surcharges because of my past income? I pay $329 per month for my Part B premium and $64.50 for the Part D as in dog premium. But my income has dropped since I retired. Do I have any options? Overcharged Andy. Dear Andy, if you're getting hit with a higher premium for Medicare Part B and Medicare Part D, and you think it's unjustified, you can ask Social Security to revisit its decision and perhaps reduce your cost. Here's what you should know. Medicare surcharges, uh, many retirees don't realize that monthly premiums for Medicare Part B, that's coverage for doctors, services, and outpatient care, and Part D as in dog, that's prescription drug coverage. Many people don't know that these are based on your modified adjusted gross income, just like the Irma article that we read a while back. Um, so two years earlier, your tax return two years earlier determines what your Irma amount will be. So to determine your 2023 Medicare premium, Social Security uses your 2021 tax return. In those two years, however, your life can change in ways that your 2021 tax return and current Medicare premium don't reflect. Sometimes those changes are enough to convince Social Security that your Medicare premium should be reduced. Part B is in boys, standard monthly premium for 2023 is $164.90. In 2024, it goes to $174.70. Uh, so for in, and that's for individuals in 2023 earning 97,000 or less or joint filers, 194,000 or less. Anyone whose income exceeds those thresholds pays a higher premium because of the IRMA, the income related monthly adjustment amount. That's a surcharge or a success penalty. The higher monthly premiums rise steadily from $230 to $560 through five income tiers. The same tiers apply to IRMAs for Medicare Part D prescription drug plans. Enrollees will pay an extra $12 to $76 per month, depending on their income. About 7% of Medicare beneficiaries pay this surcharge, and that's about 4.4 million taxpayers. So, reasons for appealing. In certain situations, Social Security will recalculate your premiums, known as a redetermination, for Part B and Part D, particularly if the agency uh, based the cost on a tax return that was later amended. Otherwise, there are seven life-changing events that qualify for redetermination if they hurt your income. Marriage, death of a spouse, divorce, or annulment, reduced work hours or retirement, involuntary loss of income producing property, the loss or reduction of some type of pension income, and an employer settlement payment because the company went bankrupt or reorganized. I believe the one that most people are going to have as an excuse is retirement or reduced work hours. 
So how to file a claim to ask Social Security for a redetermination, you're going to need to complete form SSA-44. And that includes, uh, you have to include supporting documents such as a death certificate for a spouse or a letter from a former employer stating that you are now retired. If you filed your federal income tax return for the year that your income was reduced, you will also need to provide a signed copy of that. Uh, the decision usually takes a few weeks, but if you had one of the events that Social Security considers life-changing, you should win the appeal. In that case, Social Security will reimburse you for the additional premiums by adding it to your benefit one month. If you are on Medicare but haven't started collecting Social Security, you should see a credit on a future invoice. If your request for a redetermination is denied, there are three additional levels of appeals you could try to the Office of Medicare Hearings and Appeals, to the Medicare Appeals Council, and finally, to the Federal District Court where you live. So if you want more information about this, <clears throat> about the premium rules for high-income beneficiaries, go to ssa.gov benefits slash Medicare slash Medicare dash premiums. And uh, that should get you where you want to be. And frankly, I'm looking at uh, the clock and I see that we have a lot of time left. We're getting our 75 cents worth today, big time. So I'm going to do another savvy senior question and answer. How does Medicare cover preventive health services? Here's what to know. Dear savvy senior, how does Medicare cover preventive health screenings? I'm due to get a physical and a colonoscopy this year, but I want to find out what I'll have to pay for before I go in. Just turned 65. Dear Just Turned, you'll be happy to know that Medicare covers a wide array of preventive and screening services to help you stay healthy, but not all the services are completely covered. Here's what you ought to know. Free preventive benefits. Most of Medicare's preventive services are available to all beneficiaries through Part B. Completely free with no co-pays or deductibles as long as you meet basic eligibility standards mammograms, colonoscopies, shots against flu, pneumonia, COVID, and hepatitis, screenings for diabetes, depression, osteoporosis, HIV, various cancers, and cardiovascular disease, and counseling to combat obesity, alcohol abuse, and smoking. These are just some of Medicare's lengthy list of covered services. What I do is go to Medicare.gov, go to the search window, and type in, Is My Item Covered? Or is my service covered? And you'll get the whole list. It's probably about three pages long. And it describes your payment or reimbursement rate for each one of the uh, items that we're talking about here. So to read on with the article, uh, to get these services for free, you need to go to a doctor who accepts Medicare on assignment, which means that he or she has agreed to accept Medicare approved rate as full payment. Also, the tests are free only if they're used at specific intervals. For example, cardiovascular vascular screening, blood tests once every five years, or colonoscopy once every 10 years or every two years if you're at high risk. Medicare also offers a free welcome to Medicare exam with your doctor in your first year, along with the annual wellness visits thereafter. But don't confuse these with full physical examinations. These are prevention-focused visits that provide only an overview of your health and Medicare or medical risk factors, and they serve as a baseline for future care. 
cost-sharing services. Uh, there are, however, a few Medicare preventive services that do require some out-of-pocket cost-sharing. With these tests, you'll have to pay 20% of the cost of the service after you've met your $240 Part B yearly deductible. These services that fall under this uh, category include glaucoma tests, diabetes self-management trainings, barium enemas to detect colon cancer, and digital rectal exams to detect prostate cancer. For a complete list of services along with their eligibility requirements, you can visit medicare.gov slash coverage slash preventive dash screening dash services. If you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage or Part C plan, your plan is also required to cover the same preventive services as original Medicare as long as you see in-network providers. Hidden costs. You also need to know that while most of the previously listed Medicare services are free, you can be charged for certain diagnostic services or additional tests or procedures related to the preventive services. For example, if your doctor finds and removes a polyp during your preventive care colonoscopy screening, you will pay 15% of the doctor's service fee. Or if during your annual wellness visit, your doctor needs to investigate or treat a new or existing problem, you will probably be charged here too. You may also have to pay a facility fee depending on where you receive the service. Certain hospitals, for example, will often charge a separate facilities fees when you are receiving a preventive service. And you can also be charged for a doctor's visit if you meet with a physician before or after the service. To eliminate billing surprises, talk to your doctor before any preventive service procedure to find out if you may be subject to the charge and uh, if so, what that would be. So there you go. That's uh, all the poop you need to know about preventive health screenings and how Medicare covers them. And frankly, I got to say, Randy, uh, it's uh, a pleasure to not go overtime so much uh, as we have in the past. I, I like to be punctual, and I think um, I've hit the 75-cent deadline right on the money today. We, we have done well. We have done very well. So before we bring the plane into uh, to the airport, we're coming in on uh, 24 right today. Uh, I've got a short list of things I always like to mention. Doug likes to hear from you, and you can reach out to Doug using an email address of dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you and assist you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. Lots of good information there also. And before the uh, end of the year or, you know, whenever, give us a review. Find a review that you can give us either on the content of the books, the content of the podcast, or the website. We would love to have you give us a review. It's important to us at the end of the year. Numbers are everything. Last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been a number of different places, and you weren't. You were with us at Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, which is exactly where we'd like to see you. And in case you weren't checking the watch, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He trundled north <laughs> and a little bit west in his. Was it a truck? Yeah, it I think was, it was it. Sure. Let's call it a truck. OK, let's call it a truck. So anyway, he ended up 
in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. He liked it there very well. And ultimately, he bought a fortress of solitude up there. And he's living there right now. But most of the time, he spends standing on his porch looking out for Medicare Advantage zombies. I keep watch over the town. He keeps watch over the town. And thank God he does, because you don't want any of them getting in your neighborhood, I'll tell you. So anyway, having said all that, I'm going to turn it back over to Doug Jones. And I'm going to tell him that just in case he doesn't realize it, if he's short of breath, he's at 12,500 feet. Ouch. Well, I'm I'm still happy to be here, and I'm happy to have you with us, ladies and gentlemen. Come back and see us again for our next episode. Randy and I will be back again very soon. Bye-bye.